almost mean? jumped in the chip. <laughs> <laughs> She's fired. Oh, Mm-mm. Good thing it's cold right now. Please hey, man, there's people out here still eating flame hot, so I can eat some flames, goddammit. I fucked them up, too. Well, we know Tim, Tim, he's like a high schooler, so... I don't know how much... I, do I don't know how much longer I got doing that, dude. Uh, Niggas long. got old and call heartburn <laughs> on that shit, though. Okay, eat that shit. Yeah, eat some junk and need on work tomorrow morning. Like, what the fuck? Bro, I eat one flame and hot and have heartburn for two days, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Body trash though, bro. <laughs> hey, you gotta like actually take care of it now. That's I the swear. Thing. Yeah, that's what it is. Like ten years ago, when you in your twenties, you could do two push-ups and you got muscles again. You do a couple crunches, you got abs back again. Yeah. I still got that. It's yeah, <laughs> I'm starting to lose it because like I, I've been trying to uh, do cardio, and usually that's enough to like at least drop 10, 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. Nope. Actually, I actually got like do shit now. <laughs> hey man, everybody not blessed to be able to have abs, nigga. I don't think I've ever been at a stage in my life I have I've seen abs. <laughs> I mean, you've seen an uh, ab your whole life. I've never seen it. Not man ab on my life. <laughs> you got a one pack. <laughs> exactly. I'm out here. That Homer J. It's all right though. <laughs> <laughs> The ladies love it, though, B. <laughs> so hey, rub on the tummy. It's like a genie <laughs> in the bottle. Got that, that teddy bear action out here. <laughs> hey, te- the teddy bear can then come in style like that. Hey. that like, oh, yeah. Only when it's cold. Hey. No, listen. I mean, we live in Wisconsin, fam. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Nine months out of the cold, like 80% of the time and shit. <laughs> Pretty much, hey. baby. I'm really thinking, like, damn, have I ever seen an ab? I have not. That's fucked up. <laughs> that is fucked up. Nine and ab. <laughs> I'm sure you seen one, bro. Hell no. I, I big came. I came out plump, nigga. I, ain't, <laughs> had no I was doomed from birth, nigga. <laughs> Ever see it ab? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 184 of Technical File, the sports podcast. You never knew you needed. And it's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Ass Ketchum, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. <laughs> really? I leave you. <laughs> <laughs> I just hit the pause. Man, I'm, I'm having college flashbacks where I'm the only one sober. <laughs> oh, you know, just drink your okay, fluids, you right. Uh, I am the RJ. Only, Only known, known as. as. <laughs> <laughs> we was just saying, go ahead. Who was you? Uh, the everyday RJ. <laughs> don't be, don't be jumping in now. Don't be doing that messy as you. All right. I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And this is your boy K Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. the gentleman. The everyday gentleman. 24-7. But better known as K. Diddy. Take that. Take that. All right. So 
we got quite the uh, adventure to go on. So first, we're going to slide on over to www.technicalfile.com. Don't forget to put the K on that motherfucker. You can also follow us on our social medias, the Instagram and the Twitter, at Technical File. You can also go and mosey on over to the Facebook. It's Technical File Podcast. That's our Facebook page. You can also go on over to our Technical File Pod Overtime group, where you join in with the listeners, fans, and the fam. But last but not least... Come on and see us on the YouTube <laughs> Technical File Podcast. Oh boy, <laughs> Ken, it's, it's your turn, Fago. I know. Give me one second. What, what the fuck? <laughs> <sighs> well, like I say every week, <laughs> <laughs> <that> refreshing, motherfucker. <laughs> it's not the refreshing. That shit was. God damn. <laughs> oh. We need a sponsorship for new goddamn. I do a whole commercial right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you ain't never like, seen a Fago commercial in your life. <laughs> this is gonna be the first one ever. <laughs> hey, Tech Fall exclusive Fago <laughs> commercial. We out here. Um, but like I say every week, man, if you guys enjoy being a part of this amazing Tech File fam, um, share with everybody you know. Your mom, your dad, your uncle, your granny, your grandpa, your mama, um, your baby mama, baby daddy, whoever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherever you're listening right now, make sure you share, man. It's mm-hmm. easy. It's simple as one, two, three. Take you less than 30 seconds. All right. Yeah. Do it now. Uh, while you're in a sharing mood, share your, put us on some podcast. Tell us what you what else you listening to. Mm. Like I feel like if you got if you like this podcast, you got good taste in podcast. So <laughs> put me on. <laughs> Fair enough. Indeed. I like that one. That's a good one. Uh, but wherever you do find podcasts, you can find our podcast, which includes Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's supposed to be the longest shit ever. <laughs> Google Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Stitcher. Okay. Indeed. SoundCloud. <laughs> shit. Indeed. Spotify. Spotify. Indeed. iHeartRadio. <laughs> Indeed. Amazon Music. <sighs> Indeed. Yeah, we did too. Yeah. Amazon. Like, like a player. player. Uh, Wooshka. Wooshka. Wait, do we have the new one or they ain't cut the check yet? It's a word, douche. Okay, well, coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. Yeah, somewhere. We'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, but wherever else, I mean, wherever you're listening to this episode right now, while there, make sure that you like, subscribe, rate, review. Five stars are better. Five. Us, and we Five. appreciate. Need Indeed. all of that. Indeed. Indubitably. Oh, so yeah. before we get into the <laughs> before we get into the topics of the week, we want to shout out the top listening cities from the past week, as well as our international listeners. So. Fellas, make sure y'all get ready to say y'all what up, y'all hellos, mm-hmm. how you do's. Ready. Number one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the hometown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Shout out to y'all being okay. Milltown. So what we like to see, and I also want to point out that this week Milwaukee was number one by a long shot. So there you go. Shout out. Going. Number two, Spring, Texas. Okay, Spring, Texas. Uh, Texas is showing up early. Always. Early. Early. Number three, we got Charlotte, North Carolina. What's going on, Charlotte? I was watching Germline the other day. (laughs) 
P. Pablo. I was, was singing the song first, and then he. Was okay, at first I was like, "Was that in North Carolina?" I was you only jump like six steps ahead. It's like, but it, it all correlated. Once <laughs> <laughs> you like, explain it, <laughs> if we can just do it in a logical order, right, uh, it, it, logical it would help us all out. <laughs> I get you know, my uh, Charlotte goddamn drumline. Like you got to say the P. Pablo part. <laughs> I thought North Carolina gave it away. No. Not, no. Like, there are a million things about that movie that I think about before I get to Petey Pablo. That's true. Number four, Sussex, yeah. Wisconsin. Sussex, Hello, what's going on? Appreciate y'all. Number five, we got Miami, Florida. Miami, Miami what's going on? I got to get to Miami right. one day, bro. Miami. Number six, we got Racine, Wisconsin. Racilla, what's going on? Hey, y'all was, on, y'all was in sync. That was tight. <laughs> Number seven, we got Elgin, Illinois. Elgin. Okay. Welcome. Elgin. Hello. Welcome. Like the Baylor. <laughs> like the Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, we got Chicago, Illinois. Chi-town always oh, there. Chi-town stepper. <laughs> Number nine, we got Tampa, Florida. Hey, I Hello, know what Tampa, Tampa is. Bro, like, y'all, did y'all, did y'all I know what they is. <laughs> You know, you know exactly why they're here. Hey, that's this week. They're going to be back this week. Like, what was y'all saying last week? (laughs) (laughs) And number 10, we got Brookfield, Wisconsin. Hey, Brookfield. Hey. Hey. Raise the roof for Brookfield. Raise the roof. No matter. Raise the roof. <laughs> Y'all saw the Senate overturn the, our mask mandate for the state. He overturned mm-hmm. it. They trying. Oh, this oh, ain't actually. Yeah. This motherfuckers. Yeah. Damn. They. Yep. They did. I'm still mm-hmm. worried. We're gonna be inside <laughs> a lot longer. <laughs> International listeners from the past week included Mexico. Mexico what's going on? Hola. The Czech what's Republic. Going on? That was their last week too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome mm-hmm. back. Belgium. Belgium. Hello, hello. Awesome. Denmark, welcome. Hello. And the Netherlands. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome y'all. Thank y'all for checking us out. And now, let's get into the topics of the week. Oh, wait, wait. Before we do that, sport fact. All right, so for Tuesday, January 26th, uh, we have a piece of trivia. What is the modern major league record for most runs in an inning? Ooh. Most uh, runs in an inning. I'm going to 19. That sounds right. Like, I'm going to say 17. And King gets it. Ah, <laughs> ah. Let's go. Ding, 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 ding. So the Red Sox set the modern record for most runs in an inning with 17 in the seventh inning of a 23-3 to pounding of the Tigers at Fenway Park on June 18th, 1953. God, they are pounding. Exactly. Well, that's what I was like, damn. I mean, when you get 17 runs in an inning, it, it's like that Looney Tunes cartoon. It's like, man, let's just go home. Like, you remember that one where Bugs was pitching and he was just going in a circle, walking the bases I and do. shit? <laughs> that probably that was that game. <laughs> that's where they got the idea from. <laughs> <laughs> and because the show drop on Wednesday, do you have a sport fact for Wednesday as well? Uh, let's see. We have some birthdays. Uh, Chris Collinsworth, born on the 27th. 
1959, and Billy White Shoes Johnson in 1952. Billy White Shoes. White Shoes. And where? 1952. Billy White Shoes. Mm. Billy White Shoes. So on this. Also, happy well, birthday to my little brother, Tyrone. Hey, happy one, birthday. Uh, it's going to be his birthday on 27th as well. Uh, Bob Euchre. So his birthday is today. You could. Mm. Uh, but on January 27, 2001, Maryland blew a 12-point lead to Duke and lost in overtime. I don't mm. know why this is not worthy. Oh, Jason Williams, Jay Williams scored eight of Duke's 13 points in overtime. Sure. Jay used to be cold. Man. Like, I, I'm taking this to believe that nothing noteworthy happened on January 27th, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. They can't all be one. All right, let's get into it now. So the Super Bowl is set. It's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom motherfucking Bay. Against the Kansas City Chiefs. Tampa Bay. <laughs> hey, that nigga named Thomas Leroy Brady. <laughs> Man, okay. So we'll preview the actual Super Bowl matchup next week since we have two weeks before the game, and we'll just yeah. talk about this past weekend this week. <clears throat> Let's start with the AFC because the Packers is, is – I don't know if I'm ready to open that wound up again yet. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I had some time to sit and think on it. Yeah. But uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, they beat the Buffalo Bills 38 24 in the AFC Championship game. That game also featured a very questionable field goal decision. One could even argue that was more questionable than the one in the Green Bay game. But hey. They won. Truth be told, they won't go catch Kansas City. The motherfuckers, <laughs> but the most creative offense in the, in the all they damn touchdowns was wide open outside of like the run plays. Like man, you, you see the one who thought Buffalo was gonna win. I know. I, I, I don't know. know why. I know. I what, them, what did you think you were gonna see? Go have a better shot, but actually, Kansas it's, City defense wasn't playing bad at all. Mm-mm. Kansas City defense really stepped up after the year. Like, especially off of like well, Josh Allen forced it on his interception, but. It would, they were playing pretty good and for them to be able to contain a, uh, a Russian quarterback like him. Like, I was I was shocked. I was shocked. But shit, what you going to do with you got the whole track team? You got a whole fucking track team. They got a whole fucking track team, bro. McCall Hardman take off the fuck. If, if not him, Tyreek Hill skedaddling 90 yards. Like, bro, is it? And you got Kelsey in the flats. <laughs> Kelsey the coldest wide open since Pete Gronk. I mean, they got fucking weapons, bro. Like, it was it, it was a show. It, 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 was it went the way I thought it would. Thought mm-hmm. it would. Like that's that's the outcome I expected. That's how I expected the game to look. Yeah. <clears throat> Buffalo got a little. It got a little chippy at times. I didn't expect so much. Uh, I mean, I, it doesn't surprise me, but I wasn't going into it thinking like they're gonna be kind of beefing during this game. But mm-hmm. got chippy. But yeah, game. shout out to Kansas City. Shout out to them Chiefs. Shut up. It's gonna and be then, good uh, yeah, gonna and be good. then in uh, in Green Bay, the, num- the number one seed, the Green Bay Packers, lost to the Buccaneers thirty-one twenty-six in the NFC Championship game. And the crazy thing about it, like how you talking about Tom Brady already, Tom Brady ain't even the reason they won. 
Like, no, he is not. <laughs> but if you listen to the coverage, that's all anybody said. He cold. He went to 10 Super Bowls. Tom Brady does it again. Tom Brady. Tom, Br- Tom Brady did everything he could to throw that goddamn game. Like, he was trying to And the to Packers get just, they, they, they just tricked it off. <laughs> they just tricked it off. Like, I don't hear shit about Tom Brady. It wasn't Brady. a great time. If you would have told me before the game started that Tom Brady would throw three interceptions, I would have guaranteed we won that game. That shit was wild. I would have guaranteed that's a Packer win. Back to back. Because Tom, Tom don't do that. Three straight possessions and an interception. And we got three points out of those three possessions. Two big three and outs on back-to-back possessions. So that's why, honestly, I'm not mad at the refs about this game. I'm mad at the Packers. I still got beef. This is one of those games where it's like you just didn't execute. You just weren't good enough. Like Mm -hmm. literally, that's what it came down to from the ball from from Kevin King getting cooked. I'm at the beginning of my soliloquy. I mean, he, you actually threw me off my rhythm. Now I forgot where I was at. I was about to start rolling. I was about to get the anger was building, and you just, you just, you just chopped my anger. That, that anger ain't gonna go away. He think about that secondary, how they got they ass blasted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they 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 made too many mistakes. You can't, you cannot do that. You mm-hmm. <laughs> in the first half. Oh, I was on Kevin King. Kevin King. That's where I was. So. <laughs> just getting beat last week we talked about how we did not want to see the Packers come out in the zone defense and they did not mm-hmm. they were playing man <laughs> and they were playing it terrible like Tom Brady saw Kevin King he saw Sullivan <laughs> and he saw Jair he said where feasting. Jair is at I will not go but them two niggas over that. there that's free game <laughs> he was feasting <laughs> feasting he was feasting bro Dude, for the first three throws, I was like, God <laughs> damn. Bro, y'all playing bump and run? I mean, bro, 6'3 receivers. I was like, damn. How you playing bump and run? Kevin King is a, a tall corner, but mm. Sullivan was getting his oh, ass blown yeah. up by Godwin. <laughs> <laughs> blown the fuck up off the line. I was like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> Just It was disappointing to see that coverage. And then yeah. the inexcusable right before halftime. First of all, it should have been an interception that, that you practiced that and practice on the flight. Sullivan. <laughs> I don't think that was that Sullivan. Wasn't Sullivan. That, that wasn't was Sullivan. 25, I think. It was. Uh, I missed the, the easy interception. It with, uh, yeah. That yeah, was Sullivan. No, no, it started with an R. It was not Sullivan. It was, it was a safety. Else. But like but, he just um, like he whipped on it. Like they did the slow mo, and he he had his hands out, and the ball was coming. And he just like brought his hands in, but the ball was still like a foot in front of him. It was like went right through his that. arms, right through. I'm slow as hell. So that would have presented seven points. Redmond, mm-hmm. Will Redmond, that's who it was. Hey. Could have presented seven points right there. You catch that, and oh, we go into halftime. Tom Brady don't get that. <laughs> that, that touchdown because there was no – like, how do you let the receiver get behind you, Kevin King? Anyways, y'all, y'all played terrible. We go in the Another half. Another safety over the top. Man, then you go into the half, you start off terribly, they score another seven, and then mm. you start your comeback. Aaron Rodgers sitting there telling the defense, like, hey, get a stop. Do your job. And they went out and did their job. And then mm-hmm. the offense didn't do theirs. Like, it was <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was one of those days. Like, Adams dropped a touchdown. We dropped a two-point conversion in the hand. Like, yeah. 
Aaron Rodgers miss MVS on the on the seam. Like it was like you can't win that way. You can't win that way. So even though they were able to fight back and get in a position to be able to win this game, which is mm-hmm. impressive, it just goes to show the talent of this team. They still couldn't. They still couldn't do it. Like they couldn't mm-hmm. do it because at that point, then the ref stepped in, and then it's like, God, that's frustrating. Like we did fight back, but then the ref took it away. On a on a it was it was the proper call. It's just that you ain't called that the whole game. And they missed the holding call. A few of them. No, the one on the same play. On the same play. Literally, oh yeah, that one. Yeah, on the same play. It's same tough to see. It. It's tough to see a season end on a call. Mm-hmm. If you go call one, call another one. But the Packers should never have let it got to that because they should have been up. Like that's all I gotta say about that. I'm gonna get the motherfuckers a little bit more blame. Because I hate the fact that they didn't call a lot of shit. Think about it. Our players was complaining the entire game about getting mm-hmm. face masks, the helmet-to-helmet shots that they was taking. They weren't calling any of these rough in the passers. I mean, uh, uh, illegal, uh, unnecessary roughness. Mm-hmm. They weren't calling that shit. Those are 15-yard penalties that we could get for more yardage and better field position. That took away from us. There mm-hmm. were plays where we got flagged or Aaron Rodgers' interception, where it's clear as, clear as day. Clear as day. So, yes, that's why we're frustrated at the last play, but there were also opportunities that was taken away from us because mm-hmm. they did not call anything. And it was more so away from us because it wasn't too often it was on them. <clears throat> so I still give them more than that because we could have been in better positioning had they gave us some of those plays. Okay. But I don't refute that it shouldn't have came down to that last play. I mean, the, I get what you're saying. And, like, yeah, sure, they, they definitely deserve – they didn't play as well as they could have. They had clear – like, they drops, dropped passes led directly to – or cost them 13 points directly. Like, you drop a touchdown that you end up getting three points off of. You drop a two-point conversion, like, in your hands. And then that, that not catching that interception led directly to the touchdown at the end of the half. So, like, yes. 13 points were left on the field, like, off top. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I don't think that Tampa Bay necessarily deserved to win. Like, I – Packers beat the team. did. Neither team executed well. Like, so, then it does come down to officiating, in my opinion. Like, Tom – not Tom Brady. What's his name? Uh, Trey Aikman. All game, he's like, man, they're really letting him play. He's really – you know, wrestler yeah. just, like, <laughs> letting the guys decide. It's like, yeah, until, like, the – the most pivotal point of the game, and then now we gotta get this flag off, bro. Like, call that shit in the second quarter if you gonna call it in the fourth. That's all we asked. It was a clear hold, though. I do have to like, oh, sure. like it was, it was, yeah, like, it was Kevin be- King reach, reach. <laughs> like it was like, God dang it, Kevin. Like but again, like I get it. Like, it was like they ain't been calling this all game, so fuck it. I'm getting no, away. No, I with hear it. you, and he had been getting beat all game, so like I, I get it. I'm just saying, like. It was a very blatant one. Like, it wasn't one that you could at least have been like, well, maybe he didn't see it in real time. Like, no, you saw it in real time. Like, he really did that. But they lost. Again. They did. And it, like, definitely, it's not excuse making. Like, they, they lost. Like, they, they got lost. beat. They, they got the yeah. right, so you, you can't take the ball out your quarterback's hand 
And by mm-hmm. not going for it on fourth down, you can't do that. That's the, that one I don't have as much of a problem with. Like, I, it wasn't necessarily his explanation because he's like, oh, you know, like he had his explanation, which it wasn't this. But it's like, I would rather go for the win than play for a tie. Like, because you, uh, you know, touchdown, two point conversion, that's tie game, go to overtime. Like, mm-hmm. If you if you're like I want to win this game in regulation, like that's still an aggressive decision. So I hear you. Plus the plus the touchdown. So and that's you giving the, the ball back to Tom Brady. Correct. But even if you went for it on fourth down and you didn't get it, they got the ball at the eight. Mm-hmm. That's not the time taken off for the kick return. Possibly even if dude, I don't know why dude slid like that, but. <laughs> Even if they take the time like, off like, the kick they return, they didn't deserve to win. Like they did everything that right. they could. Like, they were blowing it, but that that's precious time back. Even if we didn't, and that's good field position for our defense, who was getting the stops, and you still got your four timeouts in essence because it's going to be over the two minute warning mark. He should have went for it. Hmm. I agree with Tim. Again, I, I can like you know they do the whole win probability calculations or whatever. Like they're saying like. Kicking the field goal in that situation was actually the more advantageous. By like point five, it was, like it was, it was, it, was, it, was, it, was it wasn't like. But it, even then, you could say it's a toss up. So I'm not gonna say it's like a. Even then, it's Aaron Rodgers. He makes the impossible happen a lot. You have an MVP <laughs> right a there, <laughs> and that's the strong suit of your team. And on top of that, like Matt Lafleur, his his thing is <clears throat> all gas, no break. Like that's what he always says: all gas, no break. And when it comes down to it, an NFC championship game, you hit the brakes. That's what I don't like. Like, don't don't make that your mantra and preach that you, you're going to be, you know, advantageous in that way. When I just saw a coach on the other side do that, like Arians, like he was like, he was sitting there acting like, I don't have another shot at this. Like, we are like, go for it. Like, just just try it. And that, that was, was the frustrating part about that touchdown at the end of the half, too, because it's like they, they were going to, yep. punt, I think. Um. Then, like they were lined up to punt, like the play clock was winding down. He calls a timeout. They're like, you know what? Fuck it, let's go for it. And then they get the first, and then they get the touchdown. So, yep. Like the one time you need to be playing previous defense. (laughs) (laughs) They don't. Yeah. Patin got to go. He for sure got to go. I think Kevin King played his last game. Yeah, we need we need our special teams to actually be special. They are the most the <laughs> averagest, <laughs> below average, mediocreist. <laughs> the punter is decent. But, Mason Crosby is Mason Crosby, but the rest of it, like nothing else. Like they don't have a dynamic returner. Like they're we got twenty six free agents. Huh? We got twenty six free agents, including uh, Jones and Williams. And Corey Lindsay. We and Corey Lindsay said the Packers haven't ain't even talked out, to him. Ain't said a thing. So um it'll be interesting. We, we know the storyline that's come out of this has been Aaron Rodgers' future. We mm-hmm. are gonna talk about it, just not at this moment. With that win though, the Buccaneers become the first team in NFL history to play a Super Bowl at their home stadium, and Tom Brady will become the oldest player at any position to play in the Super Bowl because Tom Brady, if most accomplished, anybody. most accomplished. <laughs> if it will be anybody, first home playoff game, it will be Tom Brady. Mm. It will be Tom Brady. One thing I am happy about, though, is that 
I didn't realize just how diverse, well, actually not that diverse, but how diverse uh, Bruce Arians' coaching staff is. Like, he has three black coordinators, two female yeah. assistant coaches. Yeah. Like, if, if his quarterback wasn't his quarterback, like, that'd be the wokest team <laughs> in NFL <laughs> history. Maybe like, your new favorite team? Yeah. Like, all you got to do is like, yeah. yeah, completely. That's fair. That's fact. It's going to be a good game, though. It, it really is. Will be. Yeah, it's going to be a great and, game. And at the Super Bowl, the NFL is going to be allowing 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers to attend for free. So they say 7,500, but it's going to be like really like 30,000. Man, these stadiums get more and more packed. And you, know, you can tell us, oh, there's only 15,000 people here. What? Well, <laughs> what? I know you were saying that about Lambo. But if you've ever been to Lambeau, you can tell that that was really under 10,000 people because they pack you. No, you know how tight you'd you be packed in that Lambeau? Eric Face says he don't believe it. Man, listen. And they had the top <laughs> They had the top part darkened and no one was in the south end zone. I seen somebody like, up there. <laughs> this nigga just talking <laughs> out. I was like, this nigga's in the crowd hiding. <laughs> <laughs> under the cloak of darkness, mm-hmm. they up there. In, in the Two Tim's point, like, it does seem like a lot more than what they announce is in that stadium. Like, <clears throat> and they keep like inching the the amount of people that they letting in. In. Mm-hmm. Watch this seventy five hundred gonna look like a whole last Super Bowl. Well, it's gonna look like crowd right, crowd right, well this number this number is only referred to healthcare. the healthcare workers. This is the the entire guest list. Oh Super shit. Bowl. They- it's going to be more than 7,500 there <laughs> for sure. And that's what, that, that was what I was getting to is that I feel like these places, like they announce like, oh, these are the amount of like free people that we let in, but they don't ever, I, not ever, because I know the Packers did, but it was like they were selling 6,000, but then they were like, there was, there's always creep. You know what I mean? Like, it's like we announced one number, but we don't tell you about like all the other type of ancillary stuff that we got going on. I just feel like it, it mm-hmm. It seems like we're not getting the full story. I, I, I gotta get the dollars. Yeah, I don't know about that one, but I can only speak <clears> on the Lambo one. So I don't know how other stadiums are set up like that. But as we hinted to, we mentioned we we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. So we're going to talk about quarterbacks just in general in the league because Shefty tweeted out something that I thought was kind of interesting. He mentioned the fact that there are roughly about ten quarterbacks that's locked into like a starting role come next season, the twenty twenty one season. And he believes this is going to be an unprecedented offseason of quarterback movement, given that fact. He actually thinks we're going to get over 18 different quarterbacks moving. So I'm going to just run through some names, and I want you all to tell me on a scale of one to five how likely it is for that quarterback to be playing for a new team next season. So five, you think he out of there for sure, for sure. One, highly unlikely. Okay, cool. All right. Deshaun Watson. Five. Five. Ten. (laughs) (laughs) Five. Yeah, Yeah, we talked about that. I'm going to say three. I still think it'll be hard for them to part ways. No, he said he he good on that. He's trying to go. He got to (laughs) go. He just said that the other day. Just because he's doing philanthropy thing. Hey. uh, It's interesting to think that. James Harden said the same thing. Jimmy Butler said the same thing, and they both came back and at least played until they got traded. So I know it's a different sport. I'm just saying, like, people be like, I'm done. And then, you know, they don't get the deal that they want. They said, but 
But they said I'm done at the beginning of the season. He's saying I'm done at the end. So he might actually be able to get some some movement there because if the, the risk you take there is he doesn't show up. Like what Deshaun Watson does this summer might be able to spark something in the NFL that we haven't seen before in regards to like player empowerment. Like if he actually sits, I mean, we saw like Le'Veon sit a whole season. Like we've seen players try before, but. Deshaun's a little di- a star quarterback in his prime. Never mm-hmm. seen this before. So, I mean, he'll we'll probably see. get his way. I mean, Jamal apparent- Adams kind of kicked that off. Yeah, and apparently he wants to play for the Jets. That's his number one team, apparently. So, interesting. Wow. Oh, because of the coach, I saw that. Never mind. Yep. Yep. Oh. Aaron Rodgers, scale of one to one to five. Um, two, one. I guess since I can't say zero. <laughs> two. Why you say a two? So you got a little like, hmm, like he could. He could. I don't know. I think he might. I don't know. He might try to pull pull a fast one on everybody. Make y'all think it's sweet. And they'll be like, ha, I want to leave. And then you be like, oh, shit. Well, the only reason why I'll give you credence to that is because this new contract talk that kind of mm-hmm. popped up today. <clears throat> I'm like, we just resigned this man two seasons ago, right? I think so. Sure. And he's he's here to 2023, his contract. Uh, but now all of a sudden, because he's getting making less money, the it said because he's making less money than this current starting caliber quarterbacks, even though he's MVP caliber, he's looking mm-hmm. for a new contract now. And I'm like, I wonder if that's the spark to, oh, yeah, we just couldn't come to, you know, an agreement and I'm out. You know, I actually think the complete opposite in regards to the contract. I actually mm-hmm. think that's good news for the Packers because if we're being completely honest here, Jordan Love is not going to be a starting caliber quarterback next season. He was playing third string reps last year. Like, he's going to play by Boyle. Like, so his his time is not going to be here for at least another two years. Aaron Rodgers' current contract ends, I believe, in two years. So mm-hmm. in these last two years, have like unguaranteed money. Let's say, because what it sounds like to me is that Aaron Rodgers just wants that security. Like, hey, <clears throat> let me just get the security. We know this ain't going to be a long-term scenario here, mm-hmm. but if you can give me some guaranteed money, I guarantee you, you're going to get some more, like, <laughs> MV play. Like, it's going to be no problems. That's all I want is that security aspect. But mm-hmm. the positive for the Packers actually doing that, other than making your star franchise quarterback happy, is the fact that you might actually be able to get more cap room to re-sign one of the, like some of those players you might not have thought you could before, because now you can move that money allocated to Aaron Rodgers to a signing bonus real quick, boom, clear some cap off and make some things happen. So honestly, I hope they do restructure his contract, like do that and help. Like that could really help the team out. I hope they do what you're talking about. <laughs> like after next year, after next season, like, yeah, he still has the extra year or two, but it's advantageous for the Packers to, like, let him go at that point if they want to. So, um, again, I do think that this is just kind of like a negotiating tactic on his part where he's like, yo, lock me in because, mm-hmm. like, you drafted my replacement, theoretically. Like, after this season, I don't have any type of security. Like, I don't know what's, I don't know so what's going to happen you know, I don't know what my future is. Putting that pressure out, like, uh, publicly. And he kind of doubled down on it today. Like, he was saying, like, no, I, I, I wasn't, I, I don't expect to be gone. But 
like that's the reality of our business is that you know like nobody is guaranteed of anything and then he brought up like how many free agents they have and that they have to pay a bunch of people so he's like so again like to camille's point i think it is he's trying to get other people paid and get himself like now yeah i get that of one Aaron Rodgers ain't going nowhere even uh murphy was like we ain't stupid now like come on right. <laughs> matthew stafford ah. <clears throat> that's a five yeah, in my book <laughs> I think they even said, like, Schefter is reporting it like it's a mutual decision. Like, they're working yep. together to get him out, so. And all the new hires knew that he was probably out the door before they accepted the job. So, they're not blindsided about the fact they're going to have a new quarterback. He might end up in Indy. It would be a good place for him. He, yeah. he was mad because uh, his quarterback coach left. So, I mean, he's, he can go over there where his quarterback coach went. <laughs> Which was Indy, and they need a quarterback. They got like hella cap space now that Rivers is retired and uh, Jacoby Brissett's off the books. Like hella Honest, cap space. Honestly, next to Watts, I mean, this is a completely different player, but if you're a contender to get Matthew Stafford, that's a big plus. Like, mm-hmm. he is a very good quarterback. Yeah. He has just been on a very mediocre team throughout his entire career. Mm-hmm. He had a few, you know, you saw what he could do when he had Megatron and whatnot, but like, and I mean, like, compared to how much it's going to cost to get Deshaun Watson versus how much it's going to mm-hmm. cost to get Matthew Stafford, like, you might be better off going that route. Yep. And, like, he's that older, person. obviously, but he's not, like, oh, I think he's, like, 32, 33. Something they right. probably go try to get a discount on his injury history, too. He he, good enough to get you to a Super Bowl. Oh, oh Stafford still, like you said, he's still yeah, good. Sure. He's still good. I like him. I've always liked Stafford. Like Dak Prescott. Is shitty. <laughs> One to uh, five. How likely is he? Oh, shit. To be on a new team, coming off an injury, say three. Yeah, I'm say three, maybe because they can go either way. I give him two. He might actually go back to uh, Dallas. They'd be smart to bring him back. Honestly, I I think I'm around a three two. Like I have no idea. It could be either way. They need to go ahead and secure that. I think I agree with you, Sam Darnold. Shit, five. <laughs> 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 Deshaun Watson talking about trying to get over there. They got the number two pick in the draft this year. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Justin he Fields, if they don't get uh, Taylor Lawrence, Tyler Lawrence. And uh, the kid from BYU is being mocked there. Zach Wilson mm-hmm. or something like that. Interesting. Okay. Either way, quarterback is probably going to be the second pick in the draft. So, or they probably trade down. Or they trade for Deshaun. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's not coming back. <laughs> yeah, you know, so they on a quarterback, maybe just because they may not want to throw him in right away. But he's not long for New York. Let's put it that way. Person wins, <clears throat> even though they fired the coach. He said, "I still, I still ain't really feeling the organization." And y'all got Jalen. I'm cool. I'm saying three. Yeah, I'm <laughs> saying three. I'm on. not. I'm not sure. I'm about a two. <laughs> Just because, like, it's so expensive to get rid of them. Like, I don't think it's necessarily that they want to keep them. I think, well, part of it is I'm sure they're not sold on Jalen Hurts at this point, but also, like, it costs them money to get rid of them. So, and I don't think his value is high enough to eat that contract. I give it a two because of that reason. But Philly is is an interesting, uh, <laughs> interesting uh, team. So. They could. They could go all in on Jalen Hurts. I'm not sure how some of these other quarterback needy teams, like, what they'd be willing to do. So, 
We'll see. But that's a big contract to eat, like you said. Jared Goff. You even had Jalen Ramsey out here uh, openly recruiting, watching the Kong come <laughs> to the Rams. He ain't going nowhere. They just paid them, man, too. Man, he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how expensive it'll be, but yeah. And then Carson Wentz. Yeah. The okay, I'll give you that. Yep. Jimmy Garoppolo. Same thing. He ain't Bye. going nowhere. You think he for sure goes? No, I think he gone. They're openly flirting with quarterbacks. He hasn't played that well, and he hasn't been healthy. He'll be expensive backup. <laughs> hey. yeah. I mean, reports, man, they said the 49ers are open to an upgrade, but if they can't get one, they're also kind of good being like, we can do this again. Yeah, see, man, no, he ain't going to. no confidence. Like, he could be out of here. He couldn't. I'm going to get out that, of three. That doesn't sound like somebody that wants to keep him, but they're like, we can't do better. Exactly. It's like, like somebody <laughs> starts trying to date while they're in a relationship. It's like, I need to see what's out here. Like, ah. Uh, I ain't talking about that. Let me stay. <laughs> Cam. Oh, Cam. Cam Newton. Yeah, he out of there for sure. That's a big five. Yeah, yeah. he out of there for sure. Might as well come to Chicago. Ooh, I don't know if I want to see Cam in, in Chicago. That's actually, well, maybe I do want to see Cam in Chicago. It's 2020, Cam? Yeah, it's 2020. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm not going to downplay Cam like that. If he's if he's healthy with a defense, like that's a that's a scary sight. That's a definite. I would love you, man. So I'm good on that. Yep, Cam, come to Chicago. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy. Hmm. B. Three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. Three. Another one where there was no there was no real commitment from all. Like I, I'll give him a four. I, there's gonna be a lot of teams that need a quarterback. Teddy, yeah, nah. A lot of I'm lot of trading it. places this season. Speaking of though, Mitchell Trubisky, Trippy Mitchy, free agent this offseason. Mm. We all waiting for you. We waiting for you, Ken. Yeah. What was Honestly, I'm just one to five. Most likely for him to be on a new team. I'm gonna say one. He's not going nowhere. You don't think you think y'all gonna resign Mitchy? I guarantee you we will. Oh, that sounds that's like that's a Chicago thing to do. That's, that's, what, that's what we do. <laughs> that would be that's ugly. Do. That would be ugly. I want Cam. But if we can't get Cam or we can't get Deshaun, then Deshaun. We, y'all ain't getting Deshaun. Then we go stick with, 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 with what we got. For sure. <laughs> you got a 49er it? Hey, who else we going to get? Jameis Winston. Oh, shit. That's another and, free agent. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a big five. Oh, yeah. You think so? No, I ain't going to say it. I mean, saying, Bree's probably gone, so. Yeah, Bree's yeah, for sure Yeah, but they paid gone. that money to Taysom Hill. Yeah. Bro, that nigga is dying. They paid him like $40 million, bro. He could like, he, they started he he also go back to. and be a backup. They, James thought he was going to be the backup until they threw Hill in. He was over there warming up on the sideline and shit. Hey, no, put that ball down, bro. Not you. No, I mean, he James, knew the situa- he, James knew the situation in New Orleans when he got there. It could be interesting that he might enjoy the culture, he might enjoy the coaching. He might be like, I'm cool being a backup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm jacking. It's too many open spots in the league. He's going to be <laughs> yeah, a starting like, quarterback somewhere. That's a big five. Yeah. That's a big five. Uh, that was like the funniest meme that I saw. Come, well, one of the funniest memes I saw coming out of the NC Championship game where they were like, <laughs> James's reaction to Tom Brady's performance in the championship game was uh, like Soldier Boy on Breakfast Club. 
He stole my whole. He stole my whole. Yeah, he, <laughs> he did. Like three, that three touchdowns, three interceptions. That might as well be called a Jameis. <laughs> God damn, that's my. I'm story. just saying, like that. That was his that line every game last season. <laughs> Jameis would have had like 500 yards, though. He would have got them yards up. He damn did. Yeah, he was putting <laughs> like, yards. Throw that bitch up three oh. picks. <laughs> this is at least three picks. <laughs> three <laughs> picks again. <laughs> oh damn, that wasn't Mike Evans. <laughs> oh shit. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, Fitzmagic. Uh, he's gone. He don't stay nowhere longer than two seasons. Yeah, yeah. so y'all That's say he's gone too. That's true. As soon as he's on his way down, bro, he'll get a new new contract. He's going to be a start quarterback for the Chicago Bears next year. Um, honestly, I said Alex I'll say, I'll say five. You he needs to retire. So he really should retire. No, yeah, like he needs to get out of here. Maybe come back. He done. You need to walk off on your own two feet. Yeah. Like if Washington, if Washington's the only team showing interest, stop showing interest, bro. For his interest. <laughs> save, save him for himself. Mm-hmm. Big Ben Roethlisberger. Last one I'm going to ask you. Going nowhere. Yeah, he definitely. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> he going to be way. one of those that have to get wheeled off in a wheelchair and shit. Only like, way he's retired for a new team is if he retire. Like, that's yeah. the only way. Like, he, if they never going to be begging him to retire soon. Shit. Fans already are. Like, please, Ben. Like, like please. It's, it's been a good run. He can still throw that. He can, he can still sling it, sling it though. Mm. He was slinging that bitch. More Jeez. than more than Drew. On, on a, yeah, compared to Drew Brees. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He can, he can sling most. it further than, than Phillip Rivers. <laughs> but, I mean. <laughs> well, the same. Philip Rivers got all them kids, man. What are you finna do? <laughs> it ain't what it used to be. <laughs> you got right, 21 though. kids. Father Time is undefeated. Man. But before we go <laughs> into the next topic uh, on the list, we do want to just pay respects. Just want to say rest in peace to Ted Thompson. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace to Hank Aaron. Yes, ma'am. And uh, one just came right before we started. Uh, Siku Smith man. from um, and NBA TV. Oh damn! NBA.com. Mm-hmm. Apparently, That's it was COVID. Like, it was COVID well, for for Siku. Like, wear a mask, y'all. Like this, please. this, this yeah. whole. It's been a year, dang there. Like for real, for real. But just pay our respects to to their loved ones and uh, their families. Real quick but, on Ted, like I feel like he he's been so maligned within Packers fandom for so many years like he built you a professional a perpetual contender got you a super bowl mm-hmm. but people still hate him for you know what he did quote unquote to brett Favre on the way out like we just talked about ben roethlisberger and how people were like begging him to retire like that's essentially where brett Favre was at that point and you had aaron Rodgers waiting in the ring wings like i don't understand if you were trying to move on and didn't have you know your next 15 years, obviously, mapped out, but, like, he got way too much hate. Like, his draft and develop worked. Like, yeah, it wasn't fun. Um, you know, first day of free agency, everybody else is spending money, and you know your team isn't about to. But when he did go into free agency, like, he got you some players. Like, Charles Wilson, Jared Cook, Julius Peppers. Like, his – it may not have been fun, but it definitely was successful. And mm-hmm. you know, like I'm glad he got to at least enjoy a little bit of his retirement before he passed. Hank Aaron's just a fucking legend. 
like for yep. more reasons than I can count. Like, I actually found a clip of Hank Aaron where he, in his own words, he said how he would like to be remembered. So I actually mm-hmm. just want to play that really quick uh, in his remembrance. Well, I think that I, I want to be remembered as someone who was able to forget about baseball, play the game the way it's supposed to be played, but forget about baseball, but be able to to help mankind, help other people, you know, really, to, to, to do things that necessarily would help people that didn't have the ability or the know-how like I did, you know. So I want to be remembered as saying, uh, not someone who hit 700 home runs, or someone who had a 300 batting average, but someone who did a little bit more than this, that, you know, did some other things to help mankind. And indeed he did. That man received death threats for home runs. Crazy. Like, home runs. Death <laughs> threats. That's wild. And people always be like, he rose above the racism, but it's like, he was engulfed in it. Like, yeah. he just made it through. Mm. He just made it through. It's a strong man. Like it's a strong real. man. Uh-huh. Like y'all uh-huh. focus on the wrong part. Like when you focus on, you know, he he handled racism with dignity. Mm-hmm. Everything like, but he handled racism. Like that's the part you need to be focusing on. Like not how he reacted to it. <laughs> However you react to racism is valid. Like it doesn't matter if you react angrily, mm-hmm. you react violently, you react respectfully or peacefully. Like whatever your reaction is, like, is valid. But you need to focus on the part about, you know, receiving death threats and, you know, having to sneak out of ballparks and, you know, coming up in Jim Crow South and having to, you know, be separated from your teammates and not even be able to stay in the same mm-hmm. hotels with them and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. that's stuff that you need to focus on. Like, yes, he, he handled it with grace and all that other stuff, but mm-hmm. he shouldn't have had to at the point. Yeah. At least that's my point. So, respects. Yeah, it's all valid. Some great men. We we lost some great men uh, over the last few days, truly. But to come back up, we want to shout out Steph Curry, Warriors point guard. He passed Hall of Famer Reggie Miller for the second most made three-pointers in NBA history after he made his 2,561st career three-pointer. In that game. And it was now, beautiful. It was. It was. <laughs> he's been hitting some beautiful, like, Steph has just been hooping. Like, this he's is been style, bro. Ever since he took them braids out, he's been good. It's probably <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate, I hate the little braids. But I, I do I too. I hate them. I hate them. It just looked like his head hurt. And it just, I don't like them braids at all. Braids garbage. I hate them braids. Thank you for taking those out, Wardell. I appreciate that. Oh, he was mad about Well, I don't know if he was mad. Did you mad. see that? The reporter? That reporter, he, Wardell, he looked, what the fuck? Look, <laughs> Excuse me, motherfucker? <laughs> I don't see my dad on his phone. You better watch who you talking to. And then it was a dumbass question. Why is uh, uh, Ray so good at putback dunks? Because <laughs> <laughs> he good at him. What the fuck? <laughs> like, you just wanted to say that man name like that. He... <laughs> oh, that's no Marcus Thompson, though. Like they got, they. Oh, so they cool. Yeah, they cool. That was hilarious, though. His face. Like, uh. But, but <laughs> Steph getting closer to Steph getting closer to Ray. He probably about four hundred or so off. <clears throat> so he'll have that next week. <laughs> 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 
And on top of that, Curry caught Miller in record time. Like it took Reggie over 1,300 games to reach 2560. And it took Ray Allen, you know, a little bit over 1,000 games. People were like, dang, Ray. Mm-hmm. Steph got there over just a little over 700 games. So, <laughs> hey. Shoot. They started shooting them threes at an unforeseen clip early. Like he ushered <laughs> in a new era of basketball. But Green light on to a half court. What the fuck is this? Three of the greatest shooters you're going to ever see. So, I want to know, game on the line, which one of them three you taking? You taking Ray? Mm. You taking Steph? Or you taking Reggie? Game damn, on the line. Damn. You got Ray. That's my boy. <laughs> you want Ray? Curry. I'm taking Curry. You down two or down three? Down, let's say you down two. Ooh, does it make a difference based on that situation? Yeah, that does. Does. You can get a two or a three. Yeah, I'm definitely picking Curry, though. I you down get two. Ray. You down two. We'll say that. That motherfucker was clutch, bro. Absolutely fucking amazing. <laughs> my, heart, my, my head is saying Steph just because, like, that's the highest percentage, but he's also small, so you can't get a shot off against everybody. Reggie Miller, 6'7. I was like, Reggie Miller was. Mm, I hated I, that much. I know. He's so easy to hate, much. too. He hey, is he's really easy to hate. And he got an ugly jumper, but that mug was cashing. Yeah, he used to cash that. I used to hate that shit. But, Ray, but, then, say, but then again, Ray Allen did hit one of the most clutch shots we've ever seen ever. before in the history of basketball. You know, yeah. I'm I'm going to talk myself out of it. I'm going to go with Steph just because he can get his shot. He can create a shot for himself. Like, Reggie Miller, you got to run off a bunch of screens. Young Ray could probably create for himself. But <laughs> I, I, he was dunking on you. <laughs> God damn, it's a hard question. <laughs> he was yeah. fighting away on your yeah. ass. This is pull the ball. Three, you still like pulling from half court too. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to X out Reggie just because like he can't create a shot as well as the other two can. 27 point a game, Ray? Yeah, I think I'm a, See, I'm a Ray. <laughs> I'm going with Curry. Hey, honestly. He be so you, I can't blame you. Whoever you take. Right, and whoever you pick, I'm going to be like, that's tough. Like, <laughs> I get it. Like, I you get can, it. You can argue any of them. Ray was always one of my favorite players, though. One thing that was cool about Steph passing Reggie's record is that Reggie came and congratulated him. Like, he made sure to, like, crash his Zoom and had his baby. And he's just like, like, I salute you. Like, Steph, like. Keep doing your thing so that when my little one grow up, like they got like now they got, they watching a real shooter. Like I like like keep doing your thing. Like it was really cool to see, and it was in big contrast to what TNT be doing. So I'm a, I'm gonna let Ken talk about Shaq and and, and Spider. <clears throat> um, so there was an awkward exchange between um, Shaquille O'Neal and Donovan Mitchell um, during a post game interview. Did you? Okay, so I should have found the clip, but Shaq, Shaq has. Well, I didn't just, find it. Well, I hold on. I, didn't I thought it. one of y'all had it already. So pretty boy. much, he said that Donovan Mitchell doesn't have what it takes to be a superstar or to take it to his team to the next level. Mm-hmm. And then he said that in the studio. Oh, and I got I it guess for you. To make sure that he was there, he made sure he said it while Mitchell was on the air with him. He was like, "I'm just let you know real quick." So. I got it for you. Hold on. Here go. Here go the clip, and re- here it go. I, I said tonight that uh, you are one of my favorite players, but you don't have what it takes to get to that next level. I said it on purpose. I wanted you to hear it. What do you have to say about that? All right. 
That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I've been hearing that since my rookie year. You know, I'm just going to get better with what I do. At the end of the day. That's what I want you to hear you say. That's the game, brother. Keep it up. Jack said it like he trying to start a fight. Right, what? <laughs> <laughs> you got to say, my guy. Right. right. Like. The fuck? I'm just not a fan of no The way I read it is, the way I read it is that he's trying to like motivate him by like, oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm doubting you. So like, go prove me wrong. But it's like, if you don't have that relationship with that person. Dude, who like, is you, nigga? <laughs> right, like, who is you? <laughs> you trying to coach you. Right. 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 I say, fuck you, Olaf. <laughs> right. <laughs> you bitch. Yeah, one of them shot the, uh, uh, hey, that was just on TV. You think he shot uh, that text? I, I mean, I don't know. Like, again, like, I don't, it doesn't seem like they have, like, a pre-established relationship for him to be saying that, like, as a motivating tool. Like, to me, it just comes off as you trying to say some shit for TV. Yeah, um, what are you doing right now? And, like, there's really no way for Shaq to, for Shaq to look bad. Well, I mean, he looks bad because, like, we're reading it this way. But, like, as far as, like, his actual criticism, like, if he doesn't get to that level, it's like, well, see, I told you so. And if he does, it's like... It was my motivation. I did it. I I told him that he wasn't shit and he proved me wrong. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of self-serving. And on top of that, too, I say this in my personal life where it's like sometimes people like to use quote unquote honesty as a crutch to be mean or cruel or just hateful. And you can always tell when someone's being honest with you out of a spirit of love, they're being honest with you because they want you to be better, they want you to do better, they want you to be accountable. Like you can tell the difference. You can receive yeah. that energy. And Shaq did not have that latter energy. At all. It was big hating energy. <laughs> it was big <laughs> hating energy. And if you really wanted to motivate that young man to do better, you could deliver that message so much better. You could have been like, hey, Donovan, great game. I love to see this type of performance out of you. I think that you're capable of putting these kind of numbers up all the time mm-hmm. if you really commit to that. Like, I can I could see you doing that. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. It's just said the other, like. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, Donovan Mitchell scored 36 points that night. And then, like, he helped them. They've been on a winning streak. Yeah. So it's like, they don't, they don't like an eight or seven games while I'm winning streak. So it's like, nigga, why are you coming here hating when we out here, you know, I'm out here balling. Because he don't watch the Jazz. I'm like, this nigga chirping. He don't like, watch the Jazz. It was just super aggressive, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was really big ass. Like a, a, a place of, a real place of hate. That's what it sounded like. He was hating for no reason. But. Cause you ain't have to be like, hey, just so you know, I said this. Already. Like, I'm, I'm I sure somebody would bring it to my attention. I wanted you to hear it. <laughs> Cause I probably didn't care in the first place, but I'm glad you brought it to my attention. Sure, and also, some other NBA players did come out to be like, yeah, no, nah, Shaq was hating. Like, even LeBron was like, that ain't that ain't it, fam. Like, no, that ain't it. oh, hey, ass nigga. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like every generation reaches that point where it's like, well, back in my day, we did X, Y, and Z, and mm-hmm. like it's shit. Like, everybody's young at one point, and everybody gets old, you know, God willing, at some point. And it's like, it shouldn't be that hard to remember what it was like. Like, I know Shaq definitely, like, if Will Chamberlain came out in 1994 and was like, Shaq, you know what? You know, I like your game, but you don't have what it takes to win a championship. Shaq would be like, hurt. He, 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 right. Like, he was, like, the most sensitive superstar we had. Like, <laughs> like Shaq would have been big mad. Probably would have released a diss track and everything. Like... I'm going to ask things. <laughs> but, you know what? Let's go into the radio for the week. Ken, mm-hmm. can you tell the people in case they're new here 
what the radio segment is. Indeed. <laughs> uh, so this is a, a radio segment of the show. Uh, this is where we play a song that is sport adjacent. Um, it's either written, composed, or um, produced, um, created by someone in the sports <clears throat> realm. <clears throat> Timmer's our DJ. DJ, give it to me. Give it to me. And this is our backstage production meeting. For sure, for sure. So, real radio station ish. You already know what the radio song is if y'all read the notes. If you don't, you're going to learn with us. Hey. So, today that we're recording, the 26th is also the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's untimely passing, um, mm-hmm. along with his daughter Gianna and other passengers in that helicopter. So, for the radio, uh, I went back to our Kobe episode. I did not listen to it all the way because I wasn't in the emotional headspace to go back to reliving. Yeah. That pain, although that's one of my favorite episodes that we have done. I do want to say that. Um, I just just could not listen to it today. Um, But we played Lil Wayne Kobe on that episode. Since then, Lil Wayne has done a new version of Kobe Bryant and the version of uh, the mixtape that came out on streaming services. So we're going to play the 2020 version of Kobe Bryant uh, on the one year anniversary. So, Tim, would you like the music to be going as you begin talking or would you like to cue Dooch in on when to start the music? Uh, no, he can, I'll talk over the music. Okay. <laughs> I haven't listened to the new. I mean, it, it starts the same. It's just like he changes a couple of, uh, I think like the last verse or he added a verse at the end. So is he just like remaking all his four songs from 10 years ago? Well, this was on the No Ceilings uh, streaming. Like they finally put it on Gotcha. Platforms. So, so he remastered it. He he made a new version for Kobe because Kobe passed. Gotcha. So, Ken, would you count us down to go live on air, please? Mm-hmm. Five, four, three, two, one. WTCK Radio, sixty-nine point nine FM, where sixty-nine is five. WTECK Radio 69.9 and 69 is fine. We got Lil Wayne. Call me back. <laughs> okay. Kobe doing work. Two four on my shirt. He the greatest on the court. And I'm the greatest on the verse. This is one of my favorite songs to work like out to, by the way. First. It just gets yeah. it, I admit, like, if you running and this come on, you can't help. Like, it's a Kobe Bryant song. You can't help but push yourself. I dare you to try to walk this up when Kobe Bryant is like... <laughs> so, looking at our top five, trying to look up some head-to-head stats. To be fair, this category don't really exist. I'll say that. Like 2020 was obviously like a weird ass year just in general, but it felt long as hell in every respect except for the fact that damn it's been a year already. Like we thought. Other than that, it was like 2020 already, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like 2020 felt like it went from after. I am turned up at the beginning of the year. It still don't feel like, it don't feel right that Kobe died. The second act was about to be his greatest act, and the first act was, was quite, quite an act. And like, actually, like his hairstyles and shit changed, but it's, it's crazy. Like the entire time, like I just call it, like he just looked the same. Like 
little bit of facial hair, a lot of facial hair, no facial hair, but it was just like always like, like that's just all you'll ever like know. Like even Dwayne Wade starting to look different, like nothing was higher. When you also be dying his hair. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Most definitely, man. It's been a year. This shit still hurt. That's a fact. That's a fact. The Atlanta Dream are close to being sold. A WNBA spokesperson is the one who said that. Like, it wasn't like a rumor. It didn't come out of nowhere. Like, an official spokesperson from the WNBA was like, yeah, this about to happen. This team about to get sold soon. So, hmm. Good. Yeah. Because a reminder, Kelly Loeffler, is that how you pronounce it? Yep. Yeah. She was, uh, well, hopefully now the previous owner of the dream. And actually, oh, wow. <laughs> like, the team that she owned wound up being the catalyst for her losing her Senate seat. Which yeah. Loeffler had a big problem with the league doing all the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. stuff in the bubble. And the dream team was like, what you own? And then the players in the league were also like, yeah. What you want? We're going to do this anyways. And they wanted Lawler to sell a team. She kept saying no, no, no. So they was like, okay, well, we are just going to campaign for for, uh, for Warlock. So they did. They actually was wearing wearing gear. Like, like they really campaigned to get her out of office. Like, they did a part <laughs> in helping her get out of, out of office and turn that state blue. That's- and the crazy part is, though, that, like, Warnock was – trending i mean he was polling in like the single digits before they endorsed him mm-hmm. like they basically took him from like the fourth place third or fourth place option in that senate race to to the point where he could force the runoff and then one one runoff so like when they tell you athletes can't do anything like that's bullshit because they flipped a senate seat <laughs> in a very historically bad state it's when they uh they warnock stuff on, on the court weren't they yep that's what part of them pissed her off. She was she's probably in, like she probably ain't never gonna watch a WNBA game ever again in her life. Like, <laughs> and I'm sure nobody in WNBA will shed a tear at all. Give zero fucks. <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders owner Mark hey, Davis <laughs> he purchased the Las Vegas Aces. Speaking of WNBA teams, so Mark Davis just said, "I want Vegas." Yeah. And I'm going to take yeah. Vegas. Hey, I ain't mad at you, boss. Me Next will be NBA team. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> he going to do everything in his power to get it there. He want the trifecta. Could you imagine being able to be like, yeah, I own Mr. Vegas. sports teams in this city? That nigga Mr. Vegas, <laughs> man. You do that? Yeah. You literally, that's what your license plate should say if you own all the professional sports teams in this For real. You, miss you own skybox seats. You own to sit on court side. Like, like wherever you want to be. That's <laughs> any mean ass flex. At For any real. time. Anywhere in Vegas. Whatever sports venue you want to go to. Whatever game. <laughs> it's mine. What you want to do. But yeah. no. Uh, That's hella dope. Can we talk about Dane being petty? 
Um, yeah, Dame Dame Dollar definitely being part of the Petty Party. Um, <laughs> he's releasing party. a shoe um, in the OKC colors to celebrate his series-ending shot and 50-point playoff game against the Thunder back in 2019. Like, the shoe got his stats on it. Like, and they end the colors of the thunder. Like, what's wrong with him doing that? I mean, he's celebrating, you know, that was his big shot. That was his moment. That was his goodbye. Good night. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, he can't celebrate his shoe. He can't celebrate his shoe. I didn't say I didn't like it. I'm just saying it's petty. It's hella petty. How is it petty? That's petty, man. You already got a whole, you broke that team up. You are, and you know it. I can't make a dollar off of it. This <laughs> that was y'all saying. Hey, you right? Yes, no, you. Hey, I was like, how's it petty? I'm trying to say money. money. I'm, I'm, I did that shit. Hey, do it. It's cool. I'm just saying it's petty. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> but it's petty. You know, you got beef with them dudes, and you know, <laughs> he probably gonna wear them shoes when he play against the Clippers and the Wizards. Just on GP. Like, like remember? <laughs> now, if he drop a, if, if he drop a, a Clippers style shoe. Never forget. If he, he ever do anything to them, then I'm top of the Clippers, though. Then I say, if he ever do anything, <laughs> if he ever do anything, <laughs> then I know, right? Four PG on the shoe when he wears it. <laughs> right. Man, fuck Paul George. <laughs> hey, you always gonna be on that. I respect it. Yeah. To this day. <laughs> to this day, fuck him. Is he an all star this year, though? Huh? Is he an all-star this year? He's playing he at a very high level this year. He's shooting over 50% from three. Or at least he was. That man <laughs> is not missing right now. I've been seeing what he's doing. He's doing a little something over there. I've been listening. I've been peeking. <laughs> been doing a little you been peeking over? I've been peeping. He's been doing a little something. something. You, fair enough. Do you but think no. we'll have an all-star game this year? Well, the um, NBA and the MBPA, um, they're discussing the possibility of playing an uh, all-star game this March. Um, one of the possibilities include playing a game in Atlanta, um, home of Turner Sports, and donating um, the proceeds to um, HBCUs and COVID relief. Oh, that's dope. I mean, they're going to make money off this, too. I mean, but, just, but donating to the HBCUs. They could do that anyway. They could. (laughs) (laughs) We know how that shit go. Uh, Hey, let's just make a game so we can so we can donate some shit. I take half. Y'all take half. (laughs) They don't need to know. That's my problem though. Like, and this has kind of been their mo basically since Adam Silver took over. But Mm. they wrap their bullshit in like altruism, so that like you can't really like it can't be too heavily criticized. Like the bubble was about making money, but you know, then it's like, oh, we're gonna do the Black Lives Matter on the court. We're gonna do like the social justice messages on, you know, it's a, it's a business, right? Like at the end of the day, it's a business. So like, if you want to do like your naked capitalism, you know, make as much money as possible, I get it, <clears throat> but don't bring extra shit into it. Mm. Like if you're trying to protect, if you're trying to insulate yourself from getting criticized about having an exhibition game in the middle of a pandemic season, like you just gonna have to take them lumps. Like don't try to be like, oh, well, we're, we're doing it because we want to support HBCUs and COVID relief. You can do that anyway. The flip side to that too, is that they could have this game and just keep all the money for themselves anyways. Like they don't have to do nothing. So the fact that they are, 
planning to contribute some of that money, although they could literally just cut a check. But they're doing something. it to shield themselves. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like if no, they get the money, like I kind of respect it more because it's like, okay, you just want it because you want to get paid. Like, and I, I get it. Like, other people are benefiting from it. So, like, that's yes, like, like doing yeah, that. Like, but at the same time, it's like do it because you want to, not because you're trying to deflect from this other shit. Honestly, I'm at, I'm at a point where I really don't care your necessary intention behind it if it's going to be a benefit. Don't stop using black people as props to make your shit look better. A, Person. that for sure, but I don't know how we got there necessarily from where we just were. So I'm gonna just. <laughs> Y'all know from the well, I was like, I was, I was trying to get like, like, it's, it's HBCUs though. Like you're using that. Oh, like you want you want to you know like support historically black colleges and universities. Just do that. Like, don't use that as like. like it's making us look good because, like, that's why that's why we're doing the All Star Game because we want to, because you know, continue our social justice things that we. So if, with if 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 they frame it more so like, no, we just we doing the All Star Game, but we also gonna add this on instead of we're doing the All Star Game in order to, with that suit, yeah, okay. That would that would satisfy me a little bit more. Okay. Like separate the two, <laughs> like yeah. donate to HBCUs, and then do whatever bullshit you want to do. I don't make it contingent upon. Mm-hmm. Well, if we do the game, we're gonna do this too, so it's okay. I'm happy HBCUs get money, even though I didn't go to one. I wish I did in retrospect, but I do. That's I one see. thing I regret. I wish I would have went to. I'm not, I probably wouldn't have made it back. <clears throat> <laughs> I said all the time I wouldn't have made it back mm. because these PWIs, boy, I tell you. <laughs> um. Real quick, we're going to run through some transaction and personnel news. Uh, so three-time, well, NFL, I'll start with the NFL, three-time Pro Bowl tight end uh, Greg Olson announced before Sunday's NFC Championship game that he was going to retire. And then at the same time, he's saying that he will join Fox Sports uh, NFL coverage as well. So, in the same announcement. In the same announcement. So, <laughs> hey, look, I quit and I got a job already. That's a smart man. That's a smart thing to do. Quit when you got a job. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Wait, so I didn't see the pregame show. Like, is he going to be on, like, that panel? Because they already got way too many people up there. Like, is he going to do a pregame? He just, just said I was joining Fox. Fox. Sports coverage. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of retiring, Philip Rivers, uh, he's retiring, <laughs> as we mentioned earlier. Uh, he's been here for 17 years. Now, don't get me wrong. Philip, you know, he had a he had a decent season. He just never could he couldn't get there. But I always enjoyed so, Philip and his, his ability to not be able to cuss and pop out all these babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be out awesome. there rapping battle you all game, flip flap. He hit you with the Ned Flanders all game, but it was cool. I swear, man. big Ned Flanders <laughs> energy from Philip Rivers. If you've never heard Philip Rivers mic'd up, go listen to Philip Rivers mic'd up. He definitely Hilarious. hits you with all the Ned Flanders. Like, but no, it was it was a good career for him. It was a good time. He had a good run down you there in Indy too. You son of a biscuit eating boy. <laughs> you mean that? Uh- <laughs> right. Exactly. Hit you with all of that. You lit liquor. I love that commercial. Also, my favorite commercial on TV right now is that Scoop, there it is. You would. Scoop, there it is. Hey, her pops came through the door like, oh, shit. <laughs> At first, he walked in like, what's up? Her husband was like, what, what are you doing? And then after all, he was like, you know what? Yeah, this, like, this is my sweet. song. Too. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, I love that. Um, and a surprise to a lot of people, Dwayne Haskins, he ended up signing with the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> and they're like, oh, shit, you got a job quick. But, you know, maybe it could work out for him. Hopefully it does, because he wasn't bad in, in college. He was really good, actually. So hopefully a change of scenery, getting over there with Tomlin, maybe it'll fix him up. 
Uh, I wonder if Steelers. I wonder if Steelers fans are hoping for Ben to retire more now that they know they have Haskins, or if now they're like, Ben, come on back for one more. Like, I wonder what that signing, like how Steelers fans actually feel about it. I'm just, if any Steelers fans are listening, please let me know. I'm very curious how y'all feel about that. Uh, NBA. So the Cavs traded uh, 2019 first round pick Kevin Porter Jr. to the Houston Rockets for heavily protected future second round pick. Uh, <laughs> if you remember us talking about Kevin Porter Jr. in the past, he had a J.R. Smith moment throwing food and shit at coaching staff. So <laughs> Cleveland had to get him the fuck up out of there. But that's a nice fly on a team like Houston because he. You know, he may get an opportunity, you know, change of culture. Houston, change the Houston's culture is really interesting to me mm-hmm. right now with the dudes they have in their locker room. It feels like it's changing. Like, you know, it, it's, like it's, we're it has, it change. No, it has changed. It's completely changed. I'm just saying it's a, it's an interesting locker room that you got over <laughs> there. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know if I have words to necessarily describe that culture in mm-hmm. uh, a way that might not get me sued or something like that but you know it's it's interesting i hope i hope they succeed it's a bunch of real niggas in that locker room though. <laughs> <laughs> i was trying not to say it, like that, any given sunday it's, just, it's a bunch of real niggas in that locker room you got john wall you got boogie you got pj Tucker. John Wall for to bring this back and shit doing it doing the dance <laughs> and then you bring in kevin porter who just got in like i'm i hope it works out it's an interesting culture they got down there though like I hope it work. I hope the the real niggas, the OG real niggas, are count like they 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 got this. Like the OGs got to be real OGs on this team. Sheesh. Good luck. <laughs> uh, oh, they got it, Sterling Brown too. Like, come on, man. This team yeah. is a bunch of real. Like, don't try to fight the Rockets either, because you're gonna lose. Yikes. Um. Also, real quick, the pick is top 55 protected, meaning that it's likely to never convey. So they just like, hey, here, take them, bro. Like, Pretty much. Yeah, we're good. Um, injury news. Uh, Celtics rookie Peyton Pritchard is out at least two weeks with, MC sprain, with a sprained MCL in his right knee. Um, Washington Wizards guard Wes, Russell ah, I, Russ <laughs> made his return from injury on Sunday versus the Spurs. His first game action in more than two weeks after he had a quad injury. He did not look great in that return game, but he also hasn't played basketball in a few weeks. So yeah, he's been out for a while. He's on my team. I'm glad he's. I'm gonna excuse him on that one. Conor McGregor got knocked out at UFC 257. Boy, I haven't been able to find the clip of Dustin uh, Poirier. Actually, I haven't actually seen seen it everywhere. <laughs> I keep seeing it like after he on the ground and he laid there looking like a mean, like just a mean, like, yeah, a mean ass two piece, dog. Like a mean ass two piece. Try to find it. I'm McGregor was on the way down. He he was looking like Bernard on the way down. <laughs> shit. I swear he did. <laughs> he's he's like, on he the got, mat looking like that. And then as soon as he hit the mat, he caught him again, clean, boom, out. He ain't moving. That <laughs> was over. It was over. He hit that motherfucker so hard. I was like, so here's the wild part about it. Dustin Poirier and uh, their first fight was McGregor's launching pad for his superstar. After they after they first fight, McGregor became the McGregor that we kind of knew over the last couple years. 
this one in turn could be the same for Dustin because now he they saying that he's in like the best shape he's been in and you know Khabib was saying before even these uh, the last two cards was like hey y'all gotta show me something tonight if I'm gonna come out of retirement to defend this belt like I need something special I need somebody to show me something hopefully that's enough to bring him out but dang McGregor was just eating him just like back to like, back to back I mean like he was sticking and moving. No, he was against the little the, the he was against Once he the, hit the gate, bro. And then he, he went down. He caught him again yes. on the way down. <laughs> That's why he looked at him like that. Like you ain't have to hit me again, my guy. I was he already on the way down. Like at that point, he didn't have his hands up. Like he was just done. Like he was. Just he was done. done. He, didn't he, was a, he didn't know he it was a buffet. That's why. <laughs> he didn't know he came to the buffet. The <laughs> buffet of fists. He kept feeding that man. He was, I'm, I'm, I'm done, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Welcome to the buffet, Carter. He was like, what the fuck? Right. Well, he was like, that's what he said when he hit the girl. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, no, it was. But you know, it was funny. I was talking to uh, AJ, my guy AJ. And, um, I was, it's wild seeing every single time watching it when a superstar star fades. It's just kind of weird seeing that star like. You seen it what happened with Rousey? Ain't like damn. Are you seen it happen with like or guys get injured like McGrady's or the Grant Hills and stuff like that? Like it's it's weird when you when see that guys aura wear off. Like it's yeah, like the Brandon yeah. boys or or the or even guys that's still around like the the Floyds or the like you see the, the Tysons like that moment when you see it you be like damn, this might be it for them. And that that feeling never changes when you see it. Like it's always like damn. That was a good run. <laughs> like, that was there, but... You remember Brett Favre last game? And you just sitting there watching him, and you was like, oh, God, man, like... This is bad. You should, you should, <laughs> <laughs> man, like, you be sitting there like, just... This is this is it. Like, this, yeah, I'm done. Like, you can't oh. do this no more. I mean, we just saw with Drew Brees, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. It was, it's it's like, always sad. It's so always sad. Just, the feeling never changes. It's like, you damn. Right. Right. <laughs> Every time you see that died. star just fade away. Because I was definitely watching Drew Brees. Like, dang, you can't pass to that name? Like, <laughs> he right there, Drew. Like, wide open, and he was gone. So when you, when was, you gone. was like, Drew Brees be out there looking like, dang, he open. Right. <laughs> Wish I could get it to him. Like, that's You yeah, took yeah. off on that, my guy. He was there. Mm. Wish I could have hit you. The 2021 National Baseball Hall of Fame had their vote. Ain't no new candidates coming through. Nobody got the 75% that they needed uh, from all the ballots to, to make it. So no Roger Clemens, no Kurt Schilling, no Barry Bonds, no Sammy Sosa. Slamming Sammy. So I read the article on this, right? And the thing that is keeping these guys were all quote unquote character. Mm-hmm. So a while ago they made it that they don't just vote them in on their statistics, but also the content of their character. Yeah, and so a lot of them fall, (laughs) a lot of them fall into these character issues, quote unquote, like Kurt Schilling, they don't like his political views. Like he he was avid, right? I mean, he was on Twitter talking, so they don't like the way he was advocating and they, uh, you have to find out Kurt Schilling. I don't think give him too much, too much more light on that, but, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, with Barry Bonds, even though he was not necessarily convicted of steroid abuse, he was convicted of misleading 
information saying that he didn't knowingly know that he was injecting steroids or he was doing something that was involved with steroids. So for yeah. them, that's a red flag. You still were convicted of, even though you weren't convicted of actually using steroids, you was convicted of lying. So Barry Bonds falls under the steroid category. So does Mark McGuire. He's not in. Like you said, Sammy Sosa's. And then next year, you got Big Poppy and A-Rod coming up, both of them linked to steroids. Like, are we never going to see Big Poppy and A-Rod in the Hall of Fame either? Listen, if Barry Bonds can't get in and that's why, then no. Like, if anyone is going to be getting in who you – like, Barry Bonds needs to be in the Hall. And oh, the Roger fact- Clemens too. Don't forget him. Yes, and Clement. But it's like it's, it's crazy that – Schilling, even though he was like egging on the 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 thugs who invaded the Capitol, he still got more votes than Barry Bonds to get into the hall. <laughs> like they really own standing on and nah. Roger Clemens. Like, yeah. dang, y'all. Like, Roger Clemens misremembered. He was guilty as fuck that day. Yeah, he he, <laughs> <laughs> he was. <laughs> Do you remember? So, I, 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 didn't you say I, I, I misremembered? What? Yeah, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to find the actual the actual quote. Yeah, you was guilty of shit that day. You're like, nah, bro, you gotta, nah. So, I think it is it's, it's gonna be interesting what they do using this character, I guess, rule to keep people out been, of the hall. And they have been using it. Like, it's just, that's just how baseball is gonna work. It's kind of disappointing to me. Like, I, 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 I'm, like I'm not saying that PEDs are acceptable or anything like that, but, but also I'm, I'm saying like, Everybody who take PEDs don't be good. Like there is some, some motherfuckers just be mad. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> there is some natural talent. Like these dudes were talented. It's not like injecting PEDs automatically makes you a uh, five to a exactly. player. Like you still got to put the work in. Like even to grow your strength, like you still got to put the work in. So, <clears throat> and the the thing is, like if this entire generation is about to like not get into Hall of Fame because they use steroids, it's like. Well, then it was a level playing field. Like, if all the best players were, like, juicing, like, <laughs> it's not like they were... At the same time? Right, like, it's like everybody was on the same shit, so... The whole generation... It was great baseball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. They claim, like, that's a part of the reason why so many of them took it is because, like, well, I know what he's doing. This motherfucking 60 I got to compete against that? him, I got to do shit, too. And it's like, if they're not going, you know, if the league isn't going to clean it up, like, fuck it, I got to do what I got to do to survive in this area, like... Yeah, but so. then you got to catch like Randy Johnson, who <laughs> Mrs. didn't. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, but who so they say. argue like, dog, nah, like, I did it on my own. Allegedly. So. <laughs> it's always allegedly. Like, if, if we have, like, from, from the information that we have now, it seems like most of the best players from that, from 95 to 2010 were on something. So if, if that's the case. Griffey said he was clean, didn't he? I'm sure he did. I don't think anybody's really, like, if they weren't caught cheating, like, I don't think anybody, like, willingly offered that's that true. up. Mm-hmm. That's true. I know. Griff was nice. But, Griff yeah. Was clean. I mean, like, Ain't very no never tested positive. We will see some people. Yeah. We will see some people getting inducted into the <clears> Baseball <throat> Hall of Fame since the 2020 ceremony was canceled. So those gentlemen will be getting in this summer, but no new entries. The Royal Rumble is this weekend, WWE's first it's big lit. four pay-per-view of the year. As we have made customary on the show, we're going to give Tim a minute <laughs> to, to pitch us on, why, on, it. Uh, <laughs> on why we should 
watched the Royal Rumble, why it was going to be interesting. So, Tim, setting the timer up. Oh, my phone was making it disappear. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And go. Uh, So, it's a WWE. It's actually one of my favorite uh, WWE pay-per-views. The Royal <laughs> Rumble is always full of surprises. So, you got the 30-man Royal Rumble where you can get anybody from old school legends to come back out to the debut of brand new talent you may have never been uh, never seen before or from uh, independent circuit. Uh, but the Royal Rumble is always a fun time. You can make chicken games out of and things of that nature. Same thing, there's a women's Royal Rumble as well if the men's one don't suit you. So uh, uh, you have old school legends coming back as well with that one. The winner of the Royal Rumbles, of course, is uh, the number one contender for whatever belt they choose. Um, also for this one, you have the return of Goldberg for those who are fans of WCW. So (laughs) Goldberg is going against Drew McIntyre for the WWE championship. So (laughs) he said he was next. So he got next. Drew McIntyre for beat the brakes off of Goldberg. We'll see. It's Goldberg. So he better not win no damn title. Don't need to find out. (laughs) (laughs) McIntyre just came back from COVID to lose to Goldberg. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's time that that's trash I got another reason for them to watch <clears throat> take out a uh, world rumble pool <laughs> so yeah I, we'll be posting something later this week but basically just respond to the post let me know that you want to enter um, the gist of it is um, everybody gets assigned a number if the wrestler that enters at your number wins the match you then win a prize. A prize. They get a swag package. Swag package. <laughs> For sure. Free to enter. Um, just again, like you just gotta let us know, and we'll give you a confirmation. So you'll get the the official list before the start of the match, or before the start of pay per view, I should say. And Bad Bunny's uh, doing Booker T. Hey, that shit. And Booker T gonna be out there with him too, ain't he? Can you do it? He gonna do the spinner Rooney and shit. He gotta do the spinner Rooney. <laughs> he he has to. Rooney. If he doesn't, I will be disappointed in that performance. He gonna come out there. That's that's gonna be lit. Uh, speaking of WWE, uh, they have been acquired and will now have their content streamed on NBCU platform uh, Peacock. Peacock. So the partnership was formed on Monday. Uh, they will be exclusive to Peacock uh, starting March 18th. Wait, let me rewind you real quick. When he's saying they, he's talking about the WWE Network, just Correct. in case you didn't know. Not Sorry. WWE proper. Right. The WWE the network. network has been acquired by Peacock, and they will be debuting on Thursday, March 18th. Um, but in that, I guess, merger or acquisition, they kind of screw ESPN or pissed them off, so to speak. Well, word on the street is that ESPN was looking to acquire WWE. Disney. ESPN is part of Disney. So they were going to move uh, like some of the WWE pay-per-views or start streaming them on the ESPN Plus platform. But because they weren't included in this merger with Peacock, ESPN has now stopped showing all the WWE shit. And Yeah, that's a gang war. That's, yeah, it's, like, that's, it's Disney versus NBC. Like that, That's all that is. They both wanted the same thing. Disney lost out and said, you know what? We don't need you, you can't you can't even be on ESPN no more. We're taking your whole little sub channel down. We don't we make no more content. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't even updated it. It's still up. They just ain't updated it. Big mad. <laughs> so big mad. But good for WWE, I guess. Uh, so sorry. And also, ESPN. if you if you have a WWE Network account, you it will transfer over into the premium Peacock account. Oh good. So 
was like, that's kind of cool because I already had the network and I didn't want to buy Peacock, but I'm also, I also love The Office. So now I get to be able to watch The Office. So it's a win-win. Also, it's a smart move for WWE because now there's going to be other eyes who are going to be like, is wrestling on here? And then they're going to be like, oh, well, Royal Rumble. Oh, mm-hmm. what? And then they're going to end up watching old stuff. So I can understand why WWE would definitely make that move. So good stuff. So March 18th, is that before or after Mania? Before. People. The first pay-per-view that's going to be on Peacock is Fastlane. Because yeah, Mania is in April. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's crazy. You got Peacock, so you get to watch WrestleMania? <sighs> you, know how much we to, you know how much we used to have to go through as children to be able to watch <laughs> WrestleMania? For our parents to spend the big old 50 <laughs> on the pay-per-view? Oh, yeah. Before the network, how much were we paying for? Shoot, it was a oh, flight. Yeah, like yeah, they got like 80 bucks. Who's that? Come in, come yeah. in with 10. Just throw 10 on that pay per view for my cable bill. Appreciate you. But yeah. Mm-hmm. The university. Hey, just Michigan. imagine like uh, 10, 15 years from now, like telling our kids about cable. It was like, you did what? <laughs> or black like, boxes. Like, what? <laughs> Y'all used to wait. Hey, black like box. Well, it was a some COVID news the University of Michigan Athletics is suspended (laughs) and it was suspended by the state health department for up to two weeks because there was a positive confirmed case of that COVID-19 variant that came from uh, the UK the UK so that's that's not good the new variant is approximately 50% more transmittable than uh the standard form of the virus so that can lead to a faster spread and potentially an increased number of cases so not great that that variance over here and uh wisconsin just got rid of the mask mandate but alas here we are <laughs> also this week the miami wow. heat i wish i could tell you I wish like what I is the ma- like what is the mask mandate help hurting like I, it's a little strip of cloth <laughs> across your face like <laughs> and it's cold outside. Like want you want to have a mask so on. Like uh, <laughs> unoppressed people want to be oppressed so bad. Like, and it ain't fun. It's actually a real. Uh, that's what your mind. Like you just feel crazy. Gaslighting. Anyway, yes, yeah, a lot of gaslighting. Uh, but starting this week, the Miami Heat—they're going to be allowing fans into the games hmm. because. Why else? Because COVID's over. But fans can only get into the game if they get past the screening process. And that screening process in Miami involves coronavirus sniffing dogs. How the fuck? Hey, dude. Wait, you train some dogs to sniff out the Rona? Yes, they have been training dogs for months. How dogs to do that? I mean, dogs, you know, their sense of smell is so strong. Corona has a smell, though? The guinea pigs. <laughs> Listen, they said the you smell dog like Corona. Tra- they said- <laughs> I didn't even know how to smell. That's fucked up. You train the dog to sniff out Corona. I mean, they train dogs to sniff out all kinds of stuff, explosives, but not never a, a, a disease or something, a sick a illness. Like explosives hey. have a, a distinct smell because of like the phosphorus in them and shit. Like that's Listen. weird. Okay. And that's crazy. See, like, you can't smell, but your corona, like, coronavirus makes it so that you can't smell, but then it can smell you. Like, 
Hey, there, hey said, now, this is just guinea pig testing. Now I'm really thinking because I couldn't smell when I had it. And I was like, damn, I wonder what I smell like now. It's shit. I'm <laughs> so can nobody tell me I what I smell? Disgusting, like? bro. Can nobody tell? I was showering all the time and shit, but <laughs> but no, but. This dog can pick it up. I guess you can smell shit. I don't know. I mean, dogs dogs can sniff out too much stress. They also have had dogs be able to sniff out things like low blood sugar and even certain cancers. Like dogs have been trained to do mm-hmm. things of this sort. It's just interesting that it's it's, it's a business as being like, yeah, we got Corona dogs. Like again, will be a lot of dogs. Come this shit like really dog work? I don't know. Try it out at the stadium. I'm t- you can look it up. Like there have dogs that can sniff out certain can like. They get trained to do it. I'm not. I'm not a vet. I, look, you you can Google it, but they they can do it. Yeah, it definitely isn't new. Like it's been since pretty early on in the process. Of, like I think they were doing it for like planes at first. And sure before, do we have any blow the whistles this week? All right, now that's enough out of you. You know what? Tease his ass up. No, I mean Wisconsin for the mandate, but that's about it. I thought about the Cowboys and Bears fans, but I said, fuck. Hey, come on, man. Chill out, bro. They don't deserve it. No, y'all need to chill the fuck out. I'm so sick of you motherfuckers who ain't even sniffed. Ain't even sniffed an NFC championship game. You heard me say that? Ain't even a championship game. I ain't said nothing. Ain't even a championship game. I have not said nothing. Not even one. The first motherfuckers to come out and say some shit. The first ones. I ain't seen no. The first ones. I ain't seen no. The only thing they got to say is, oh, now you want to catch with us. Y'all been begging for us to lose for weeks. Begging. Pleading. I wasn't. Pleading. Sit there typing, waiting on a minute that you can hit send that we lost. Yeah. You spent so much time waiting on us to fucking lose the sad ass cowboys and them sad ass bears. I'm so hey, sick of that shit. Hey, nigga, you know what? This is a bottle whistle when they punk ass. The oh, no. I ain't. I'm so cowboys sick of that shit. Playoffs. Y'all got these losing ass franchises. Y'all ain't did shit. Trash. Y'all owners ain't shit. Don't ain't been worth a damn. Y'all quarterbacks oh, is you, trash. Man. Y'all team is trash. And all y'all fans can do, the best y'all can do is hope that we lose. Mm. That's the best you can do. Are you done? Because every season, you know, your team will fail like a motherfucker. And you Are ain't you got done? no hope, no end in sight either. Are you done? Because you know your ownership and team is still the same. They operate the same every day, every Are year, every week. Because y'all take them L's every year, every week. Done? Y'all just Every one. single time. So and the first thing out your mouth is the L that boat. we took. Y'all watch, y'all watch Super Bowl at home too, nigga. We in the same boat. Now we are. Now we are, but for the last three weeks, guess who y'all been cheering on and watching? Hey, we were at the playoffs, goddammit. Guess who y'all been watching? Y'all was watching us even when y'all was in. Because y'all know y'all won't go win. So I don't give a fuck about them Cowboy and Bears fans. Who, I ain't hear who, the Bears who, fans who, who, Blow the fucking whistle on them. I ain't a valid blow the whistle. We can't. <laughs> hey, no, nah, fuck <laughs> that. I ain't, that ain't no official. Fuck all that. Oh, he's stumbling. <laughs> that's how you know, I got red to fill. That's why you got red to fill. No, Kim was. I ain't even saying nothing to you. I was like, I ain't even saying shit. That, that's that. Like, you definitely like. Oh yeah, that's facts. When we posted that meme about uh, how Bears fans looking at oh, that. Indeed, indeed, <laughs> like a motherfucker. Big capital. I didn't letters. say nothing though. Y'all ain't hear me say anything. You hear me say anything? I guess agree to a meme. Brady go all up in our chat and shit. All right. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. I did see this one meme. It was it was making it was some Packer edition Doritos. On the, did y'all see that? Uh-huh. That mean? And on the bag it say "Not your year again." <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> That's a good. Oh, one. That's shit. a good. One. 
the bag also say tastes like defeat. <laughs> then at the bottom it's a warning choking hazard. And I had to be no. like, Man, that's a, I gotta take that. I gotta take that. That shit's funny. I'm gonna send it to y'all. It made me laugh. I was sad, but it made me laugh. Oh, so. shit. That's fair. Before we get into the Tech Top 5, I do want to quickly shout out Kyrie Irving. We clown Kyrie a lot, but this mm. man is a philanthropist for real, for real. Steven Jackson said that Kyrie actually purchased a house for the family of George Floyd. So shout out to him for that. That's definitely and good. He's, we also know that he's donated over $300,000 to Feeding America. He's partnered mm-hmm. with uh, City Harvest to ensure that he can get 250,000 meals out distributed to New Yorkers. Partnered with Nike to get 17 pallets of food and masks delivered to Stand and Rock Sioux Tribe. He committed $1.5 million to help pay for WNBA players who opted out of the 2020 bubble. And he paid off the college tuition of nine HBCU students from Lincoln University. And all that is within the last year. This is what we know that he's done in the last year. Yeah. So shout out to Kyrie. Yeah, shout out. Shout brother. out to Kyrie. Shout out. 100%. All right. Tech Top 5. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Tech Top 5. Last week's Tech Top 5 was Best NBA Ball Handles. This week, we are doing Kobe Rivalries. Tim, you have the floor to tell us why you feel some type of way about the wording of this in particular. Do you, you remember you have your arguments? Too? I mean, yeah. So I was saying earlier that looking at the head-to-head stats when you're trying to compare, like he really didn't have a rival, to be fair. Like, that's why when we posed an issue, I was like, is that a thing? <laughs> like, did he really? Because, like, honestly, you, you can – well, I'll get my list real quick. Uh, five, I had Roger Bell. Yeah, top five. Five, I had Roger Bell. Four, I had LeBron. Three, I had McGrady. Two, I had Jordan. One, I had Shaq. Okay. The reason why I had that is because – Honestly, the only the biggest rival he had was Shaq. Like the motherfucker stayed beefing. Even Shaq got sent to a whole nother conference and he still was over there trying to beef with that man. Like <laughs> their beef got personal, so right. But that's what I'm saying. Like it was it's really on outside of that on the court. Like, I mean, they compared him to Jordan, and you know, Jordan was there when he came in the league and shit like that, but they didn't even they didn't overlap that long. Yeah, that wasn't well, that's, so, why I didn't, that's why I didn't that's why like the rivalry. Yeah, uh, but you had him at two though. You yeah. you and it, but you added that too. Yeah, uh, but I was saying like because my whole concept as a whole is that he didn't really have a rival in my in my opinion, like that. If that makes sense, like but was at the entire time. Really, you came so. up with five though. But well, I mean, I had, I had, to. had to. What the That's fuck? the list. Like, get the- <laughs> you trying to find but- some way to fight back? I, I commend you. At least you tried. At least you tried. Talk to the bird. Hey. Do that. Tied on the show. <laughs> that shit to the bird. He'll listen. Talk to the bird. <laughs> Here goes the birds, motherfucker. <laughs> Three sixteen, <bro. laughs> Your bird can party with Lady Gaga, bird. Mm-hmm. Hunger game, bird and shit. But um, no. My question though for you is why Jordan over Michael. Given the fact that he Jordan played again, I'm sorry. Why Jordan over T Mac? Given the fact that Jordan didn't really get a chance to play against Michael Jordan like that, and Kobe himself had called out T Mac as being like one of the toughest covers he's had because he always was going against Jordan's legacy. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. I get it. Eric. 
Um, yeah. So. <laughs> obviously, I've come up to this moment, like, trying to figure out how I want to order it. My list. Like, I have my five. I just don't know where I want to put people. Um, five, I'll go with Ray Allen. Like, this is super one-sided, but Ray Allen thought it was a rivalry. <laughs> so Kobe treated it <laughs> <He> like did. a rivalry. <laughs> and he took every opportunity he had to bust Ray Allen ass. Uh, I mean, they made the finals. They were, you know, rivals within the Western Conference for years. They came out the same year. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was about me. Uh, four, I'll go with Tim Duncan. Um, and that was more of like a legacy thing. Like, I just feel like they're, because their careers overlap for the most part, like, even though they didn't play the same position, like, they still were, like, going accolade for accolade, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, their place in NBA history is about the same. Um, it just kind of comes down to personal preference, really, mm-hmm. like, when you try to rank them. Um, and obviously, like, they fought for Western Conference supremacy, like, basically the entire 2000s. So, mm-hmm. um, we go there. Three, I'll go with Iverson. Similar to Ray Allen, like, they were the same draft class. They're, mm-hmm. they're you know, like, they met in the finals. Um, mm-hmm. Two of the best scorers of their generation. Um, the Philly thing was always weird with Kobe coming back to Philly and Philly loving Iverson, but hating Kobe, even though he kind of from there like I just always felt like there was a little bit there and like they kind of fought for like alpha dog status in the NBA yeah like over the course of their career like who was more influential two in a shocker I'm gonna go with Shaq for all all the personal reasons that we named like they were teammates and then like it was all about like one up in each other for the rest of their career after that um and one, similar to, like, what Tim was saying, I'm going to go with Michael Jordan just because I feel like that's what Kobe – that's who Kobe thought was, like, his number one – like, that's what Kobe's always chasing. That's who motivated Kobe to be better. That was just, like – like, he wanted six because Mike had six. Like, everything that he did was essentially, like, catching Jordan. So, to me, like, that's that fair. was his, his number fair. one in his mind, even though they didn't play against each other. <clears throat> that's okay. fair. That's that you know that is a good argument, um, and that's part of why I have LeBron James on my list. Although they had more time in the league at the same time, they also didn't play each other that frequently. We never got our finals. LeBron, yeah, our LeBron Kobe finals like we should have. Um, so I'm actually calling an audible on that because y'all had a good argument. I'm going number five, Michael Jordan. I'm gonna put him at five just because overlap wasn't necessarily there but y'all have great arguments about the legacy aspect of that so i'm gonna give them that that nod at five uh number four i got lebron james as i kind of mentioned like they were literally just like the two best players in the league at the same time and they were always talked about in the same breath they got their little commercials together like lebron and, and kobe LeBron for not making it to that finals <laughs> shoot i don't forgive uh uh lebron either when he got put out by dwight now yeah. Shoot. But <laughs> for sure, LeBron on the list. Number three, I got T Mac. I got Tracy McGrady. I mentioned that during Tim's while getting his argument about Mike. T Mac just uh 
it was a tough, like it was at one point, that was a real conversation. T-Mac or Kobe, who you got? <laughs> who you got, T-Mac or Kobe? And for a little while, T-Mac was, was the answer I was going with. Like, I can't, I won't lie or rewrite history, but T-Mac, Kobe was, was, was real. Number two, I got Paul Pierce. And I have Paul Pierce on here. Paul Pierce isn't necessarily, like, Paul Pierce knew he wasn't as good as Kobe. You might not have ever admitted because he Paul Pierce was. But, <laughs> but he thought he was good. He, but he knew and it's hard of heart that he he can't really mess with Kobe, but man, they battled. Like you said, he he thought he was his equal, and he stepped up every time they played, and it was always entertaining. Especially when you had them finals in there, you add in the fact that it's Celtics, Lakers. Like it's it was just something special about watching them two play against each other. Even though Paul Pierce is the most overrated legend of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> I got Shaquille O'Neal. When a beef gets that personal that you got to have a sit down on NBA TV years later, like you win. <laughs> <laughs> you win. That's it. You win. Disc records, like you win. All right. So my five, um, at five, I have um, Tracy McGrady. Um, four, I have Paul Pierce for all the reasons Camille said. And then Paul Pierce really thought he was Kobe. So, um, <laughs> Number three, I have Bruce Bowen. Bruce Bowen used to fucking terrorize my man. <laughs> he used to terrorize my man's dog. Bruce Bowen. Um, and number three, uh, number two, Shaq. And then another one, number one, Rajah Bell, bro. He used to terrorize my man's. He also clotheslined him, so. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Rajah Raja Bell was the five I knocked off for Jordan. Like, he was my number five initially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's kind of like a similarity between Kobe and Giannis. Like they would have beef with the most random player, <laughs> like random <laughs> bitch players, like <laughs> bad. <laughs> like that's the thing. Like when you are like driven by like competition, like any slight, like you can use that. And if somebody just gets under your skin, like you just don't take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's crazy that. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Never mind. We're not going to talk about James Harden. That's top five for this week. <laughs> Hope y'all enjoyed the show. Hope y'all staying safe. Hey, keep wearing y'all masks. <laughs> keep washing y'all hands. Keep social distancing. Keep taking Make care sure of yourself. Be kind mm-hmm. to yourself and to others. Like, the first part's key there. But if you would like to follow me on social media, you can catch me. Wait a minute. On the Twitter, Instagram, and PSN at Camille Monet, C-A-M-I-L-L-E-M-O-N-A-E, because... Your mom is fancy. Thank you, good sir. Uh, at Bugspinner on Twitter. That's what you get. <clears throat> Goddamn right. Everyday underscore gentleman on Instagram, Harris 216 on Twitter and Snapchat. And it's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, B, number three, A-K-A, ass catcher, A-K-A, Mr. Give It To Me. Y'all have a good week. I hope to see y'all next week. Bring a friend next time. I got my birdie. <laughs> Not you, nigga. Yeah. Tell, the <laughs> Tell a friend about this the show. I got my birdie. <laughs> I got my birdie. <laughs> Bye, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.